0: Hello, everyone. A very good day to all of you. Uh, First things first, stay safe, stay happy, take care of each other. Right Now, so the topic for today's podcast is going to be uh, something along the lines of of things that are going on uh, right now um, in the corporate world, which is most of us are working from home. So I thought, why not cover a topic relevant to that? So the topic is going to be tips to overcome cybersecurity challenges while working from home. Well, as organizations across the globe adopt work from home policies, at least the majority of them, to ensure safety of the employees, the risks of cyber attacks have to be calculated, uh, especially of the unsecured ones, because not all of us are working from the corporate network, which is comparatively secure. Now, work from home policies allow employees to work on a network that is not directly controlled by the organization. When most employees or most of your employees work from home, attackers ramp up the tactics to target employees who sign in remotely to corporate networks and cloud applications. I understand that VPNs and firewalls offer um, a bit of security from their end, but, there are loopholes there are some basic alarms that i want you to set uh, in your organization your logs can tell us uh, some important events that take place in your organization so i want you to set some basic alarms in your logs that can help you uh, understand if something is going astray in terms of uh, cybersecurity right so i'm going to be talking about four or three or four topics that could help administrators, monitor your networks, and then uh, look out for suspicious events. The first place to start uh, looking for crucial events is from the external uh, side of things. When I say the external realm of things, I'm referring to your firewalls. I'm referring to the firewall logs to be more specific. Often, attacks can be detected at the intrusion stage by monitoring firewall logs. Hackers try to find loopholes in your firewall and use them to their advantage. A look at the firewall log can reveal anomalous activity around your network. While this may sound a bit easy, manually sifting through voluminous data is going to be a bit tricky, right? Now, let me get it straight. What are the three basic alarms that I want you to set in your firewall logs? Alarm number one, pertaining to firewalls firewall denied connections Alarm number two, allowed firewall traffic. Let me give you an example here. Okay Let's say you are monitoring your firewall logs and one entry in the firewall log tells you that the IP address XYZ has modified the firewall rule in such a way that it has allowed connection to the IP address to your corporate network now, the IP address can be a legit user requesting access to resources in your organization, or do you, I mean, the IP address could be of an intruder who is trying to get into your organization. That's why I want you to track firewall deny connections if there are any modifications in that, and at the same time, I also want you to uh, track allowed firewall traffic. And the third alarm that I want you to set in your firewall logs is top firewall traffic based on source i want you to prioritize because uh, let's say your organization has 1500 employees and all 1500 of them are remotely logging into your corporate network i then want you to f- prioritize your uh, users access all right so i want you to know which user or the set of users are actually interacting with your network uh, on a daily basis and more often so if you feel that a specific IP address is logging onto your corporate network, and if you feel that it's a bit strange, which you'll be able to identify from the pattern of the uh, log activity, then it's high time for you to investigate the event, mature the event, and then probably escalate, right? Again, let me repeat. Firewall denied connections is the first alarm. Allowed firewall traffic is the second alarm. Top firewall traffic based on source is the third alarm well? I told you that there are various things that you need to do. The first thing is to monitor firewall logs. Let's really take a look at the second point. Now, whether I mean uh, whether we like it or not, all of us have to use uh, some sort of VPN services to connect to a corporate networks. The reason why I say whether we like it or not is uh, VPN connections are always not reliable. It it is it. It, is, it depends on the uh, provider that you use, it depends on uh, the software that you use, so on and so forth. But we are left with fewer choices, and most of our organizations still use VPN clients to connect to the corporate network. While VPNs are implemented to ensure network security, every remote device can be a potential port of entry for hackers. That's my point. That's why VPN monitoring helps keep an eye on critical metrics to maintain the integrity of the VPN connections and at the same time ensure that it's effective in preventing threats from reaching the network. Now, I have a couple of events here that I want you to track. In fact, even more than that. uh, To be precise, I have four important events that I want you to track from your VPN logs. Event number one or alarm number one, top failed VPN logons based on user because you never know if it's whether it's a legit uh, logon failure or someone is trying to brute force into your network. So that's why I want you to monitor top on, I mean, top failed VPN logons based on user. And the second failed logons is not on user, but based on the remote device. You heard me right. Top failed VPN logons based on remote device. And the third one, something related to failed logons, is the failed VPN logons trend. Let me tell you why trend monitoring is important to VPN failed logons. So if you feel that a specific account is repetitive with regards to logon failures, then chances of that account being a bit risky is higher right so a user can type his or her credentials incorrectly once twice thrice it doesn't matter but if the pattern keeps repeating and if the pattern keeps repeating for five or ten accounts in your organization then it's high time that you investigate a event. and how do we find that uh, uh, how do we find such suspicious accounts as you'll have to monitor failed vpn lock on strand Monitoring failed VPN logons is a specific thing. Understanding the trend of failed VPN logons is a different matter altogether. Right? So let me repeat the four alarms for you. Top failed VPN logons based on user, top failed VPN logons based on remote device, failed v- uh, VPN logon trends. And the fourth alarm is VPN logouts. You'll also have to monitor VPN logouts because it's not always the logged-on users that always cause problem. It's the logged-on users who never log out who cause problems. Because you don't want a session to be active for too long, unless and until there is a specific maintenance in place, or a specific requirement in place. Alright, so you'll, you'll also have to watch out for VPN logout events as well. So let me quickly repeat. Top failed VPN logons based on user. And the second one, top failed VPN logons based on a remote device, failed VPN logons trend, and VPN logouts. All right. Now, the third category is you might have heard of this term called threat intelligence, right? On account of increased vulnerability in work from home arrangements, uh, there is going to be a rise in advanced persistent threats and remote access trojan, which we call. RAT, RAT-based attacks. Now, to combat such attacks, it is essential that you keep your threat intelligence up to date. Now, what I want you to do is, no matter what solution you have deployed in your organization, I want that solution to be getting dynamically updated with millions of malicious IPs, URLs, and domains on a daily basis. Now, this is the perfect fit for you to fight against such RAT-based attacks, or in other words, remote-access Trojan-based attacks. Let me give you an example here. Imagine a malicious attacker hacks an employee's laptop from an unsecured home network and tries to compromise the company's VPN. By brute-forcing the VPN credentials, the attacker might create unusual-failed VPN log-ons, which are not only captured in the report, but also sent out as, as, a, as a real-time notification. Wouldn't that be nice to have? Because we are talking about the presence of blacklisted IPs, blacklisted URLs, blacklisted domains in your network, which is a strict no-no when most of us are working from home. That is why I want you to equip your uh, SIEM solution with threat intelligence. Please make sure that your SIEM solution has... Uh, the capability of threat intelligence, which can detect three important things, the presence of malicious IPs, the presence of malicious URLs, and the presence of malicious domains on a daily basis. We are talking about millions of such malicious items getting updated on a daily basis so that when your logs have any one of them, you are the first person to be notified as an administrator. And the kind of alarms that I want you to set is, It would be better if you set real-time alerts when a malicious source is trying to intrude on your network. And how would you know whether it's malicious or not? Well, have threat intelligence module in place, right? And it also offers you better visibility through correlation of threat fields in a business context to spot and tackle attacks the right way. Now, what I would want you to do is, apart from having threat intelligence, which which is the need of the hour, I would say, an automatic association workflow mechanism to remediate the threat immediately is very important, what we call a CTA, call to action. Well, my solution has now detected, or the threat intelligence module in my solution has now detected the presence of malicious IP or URL or a domain. What next? What is a call to action? So the solution that you deploy in your network, no matter from which vendor it is, it should have the automatic uh Capability to trigger a workflow to kill the threat so that it does not laterally move across the network, affecting um, other accounts. All right, the last part, the last part for my podcast is well, how do you keep an eye on remote employee productivity? This is not in a bad sense in order to understand, um, you know, how do you actually track the performance because things have to the ball has to keep rolling so how do you track employee productivity uh, so there are certain events in your logs that can reveal the actual uh, productivity well, number one is you can track on the currently logged on users um, number two is you can also go for the users log on duration now when i say users log on duration you'll have to keep in mind that uh, it's not just about logging on Staying there idle for like eight hours and then logging off. It's not that. So you have to have the ability to track uh, the idle hours, the active hours, and then come up with the total productive hours per user in your organization based on, let's say, their log on activity, right? So there are certain events that I want you to track uh, in order to keep up your remote employee productivity. So let me finish off with four important events. Tracking users' logon duration, which I already told you. This has to take into consideration the idle hours, the active hours, and then arrive at the productive user logon duration. Number two, top websites accessed by the user. Number three, malicious websites that are blocked. And again, when I talk about malicious websites that are blocked, you'll be able to, effectively do this when you have some sort of threat intelligence built in which ties me back to the previous point and number four is top websites blocked based on users right it's not just the top websites blocked it's it would also be helpful for you to understand the top websites blocked based on users so if you have these four or five events in place you'll be able to Uh, keep up your employee productivity in your infrastructure. I'm just going to recap the things that we just saw. The first point was about monitoring your firewall. The second was about monitoring your VPN activity. And the third point was uh, some of the events uh, that you can track from a user standpoint in order to know uh, what your users are doing, um, in order to actually better scale scale up your remote employee productivity. With that said, thank you very much to listening for this podcast. Listening to this podcast, if at all you f- felt that this was useful, you can share it and let us know your feedback. We'd be more than happy to um, talk about uh, other topics in our forthcoming podcast as well. Take care, stay safe.